welcome to our podcast, which focuses on the intricacies within tech or digital M&A that we've included within our Accelerate Digital Roadmap. My name's Jason Daniel. I'm a partner at Simpson Simmons specialising in digital transactions. And I'm joined by Lawrence Brown, a partner in our digital business team, as well as Ryan Rubin, Senior Managing Director at Ancura, helping manage complex cyber and tech issues. And in this episode, we are looking at IT vulnerabilities, uh, in particular the issues that data breaches give rise to in a transactional context um, that are relevant when completing digital or tech M&A. So let me kick off, Lawrence, by asking you, why are data breaches and IT vulnerabilities an important area in an M&A context? Large-scale data breaches are front-page news, and they can lead to substantial financial exposure. The case in point is the ICO's fine of Marriott Hotels of £18.4 million, and that related to issues involving its acquisition of the Starwood Hotel Hotels business, which it acquired, and, and it emphasises the risk in an M&A context. But exposure doesn't end at eye-catching fines. There can also be claims from affected individuals, third-party costs, such as in relation to legal, PR, IT, credit reference checking for affected individuals, management time, loss of reputation and revenue. So what can you do? Essentially, there's, there's scope to carry out due diligence of the risks, and that may involve a paper review, it may involve interviewing key personnel, for example, if you want to drill down into what happened with a data breach, as well as through a level of technical due diligence, which Ryan will come on to. So relying on contractual protections is, is of course, something that uh, M&A lawyers and we, we will always uh, seek to do, but they do have their limitations, not least because they may have expired by the time the issues actually come to light. Now, these issues are relevant not only in a B2C business to consumer, but also in a business to business context, because even in a business to business organization, there may be huge volumes of organ of information and uh, systems that are that are exposed. Now, looking again at IT specifically as distinct from data, operational and cyber resilience is an area of growing importance in the financial services sector, among others. So there's a, there's a lot to think about here on, a, on an M&A transaction. Thanks very much, Lawrence. Um, so, Ryan, as, as Lawrence has highlighted, uh, on the legal side, certainly there are steps that can be taken, contractual protections that can be sought, but they may not provide the full answer. They may have expired. Indeed, in a in a transaction where warranty and indemnity insurance is being used, uh, the the insurance may not cover the risk uh, in the way that uh, is hoped for. So, um, alternative complementary um, risk mitigation strategies become very important. You help your clients um, with the practical management of complex cyber and tech issues such as this um, the whole time. So um, what are the key aspects that you look at here when you're seeking to quantify and neutralise risk 
in acquisitions um, in this area. Thank you very much, Jason. Appreciate you having me on uh, today. Um, so yeah, th 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 there are uh, quite a few areas that we um, we look to uncover um, as as we help organisations that are carrying out uh, both uh, pre due diligence uh, pre deal, but but also um, post due diligence as well, um, or post acquisition activities as well. Um, and organisations move into the digital era, um, they are adopting a very different type of risk. You know, in, uh, when we talk about cyber risk, um, because this is something that um, you know, is kind of a beast in its in its own uh, right, um, and can uh, can bring about a whole lot of uh, unintended consequences for the company. Um, we, we spoke about data breaches. Um, you know, often uh, organisations will have very sensitive information, um, intellectual property that's stored in a digital form, um, and and if that data is not protected appropriately, that can also have a big impact on the company um, and the value of that organisation. Um, just think in the pharmaceutical industry, you know, if, if a, a recipe for a drug gets stolen, um, uh, the, 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 the value of that company might go down dramatically um, uh, if, if that informa information or, or details got, got out there. Um, and in the, in the digital world, it, it is easier to steal that, that data or lose that data, um, you know, in comparison to a physical world uh, scenario. Um, so, so w w when we were asked to get involved, it's often um, to try and gain some insights into the way the organization is managing their cyber risks. Um, you know, what's the level of maturity of that organization, uh, both from a, a technology perspective, um, but also a cultural perspective um, in, in how they address and manage cyber risk. Um, we, we do have the luxury in some cases of being able to meet up with uh, with the uh, the technical teams and the management team um, to interview them, to review their policies and procedures and practices, uh, to look over their their technology controls, um, you know, the different types of software and technology that they're using to protect um, their underlying data. Um, but but often we we we're we're in a, in a rush and. Um, uh, you know, the deal needs to be done very quickly. Um, we have limited access to people um, and and the technology, and, and we need to um, adopt some additional uh, ways of carrying out due diligence. Um, so, so we often um, will we'll take what we call an outside-in approach, um, where where we will look at the organization's digital footprint uh, on on the internet or you know externally. Um, we'll we'll pr uh, look in a, a very um, What's the right word? Uh, we we won't touch their their computer systems directly because we 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 aren't engaged directly with the target. Uh, but but we can look at the footprints, um, uh, their digital footprints online, and we can see a lot of information about how they are managing cybersecurity from an external perspective. Um, you know, how good do they protect and secure their websites? Um, how good do they protect the, their underlying uh, data um, about themselves, about their people, about um, their customers. Um, we, we'll look in, in um, dark places on the dark web, for example, um, you know, to see if any uh, credentials um, of the company are being sold online um, or if there have been any major data breaches um, where some of their data might be sold online as well. Um, and, and that gives us a, um, it, it is a skewed perspective um, on um, on, on how well they're managing that, that cyber risk from an external perspective. Um, but, but it does give us some indications of, um, you know, 
is this company um, taking care of their external uh, perimeter? Um, are they protecting their, their, their data? Um, uh, do they patch their external systems in the right way? Do they protect their mail systems in the right way against phishing attacks, for example? Um, and, and, and so all of this, you know, kind of external outside in perspective just gives us a feeling of, of whether the company is in better or, or worse control um, of, of their situation. If they obviously are not managing the external risks in the right way, um, that, that, that's a red flag for us. Um, if, if they are, um, then, then that doesn't necessarily mean that they get a free pass. Um, th there may be some additional internal risks that they do need to be managing as well. Um, and I'll give you an example in the manufacturing industry. Um, uh, you have a lot of um, what we call operational technology um, that goes into the factories um, to help drive production lines. Um, and there's a whole lot of technology in there which, if connected to the corporate uh, networks and corporate technology, um, could propose uh, could could um, uh, um, attract a, a lot of cyber risk. And, and we've seen that with a number of ransomware attacks that have happened. Um, so getting that type of information um, won't be easy, you know, if you're only looking on the outside. Um, and, and that's why we do, you know, often uh, just try and have um, some high-level meetings, um, review documentation. Uh, um, you know, just to get a feel um, for um, for how the organisation is addressing the cyber risk, um, we we also uh, do look at how the organisation is managing the cyber risk. So, do they have you know someone responsible for cyber security? Um, how long has that person been in the post? Um, how many people uh, in the organisation um, have been allocated to the cyber security role, for example? Uh, and, and, and all of these these things give us um, either a, a warm, fuzzy feeling that this company has invested in security and is doing the right things, um, or potentially, um, you know, the, the adverse effect is actually they're, they're out of control. Um, and maybe, uh, you know, w when we talk about the value of that organization or the price that's going to be paid, um, you know, there needs to be some negotiation on additional security remediation that may be required. Um, you know, post-acquisition. Uh, post uh, and this post-acquisition stage is also really important because, again, not every company is going to have, you know, 100% security. It's a journey for a lot of organizations. Um, and, and what we often find is w when people are acquiring digital businesses, um, often those digital businesses might be quite small um, and, and therefore they haven't had the time uh, in, in tenure, if you like, to mature their security processes. Um, so, you know, uh, the investment in, in security, again, could be something that gets put into that um, post-acquisition plan uh, and, and is something that um, also should be factored into the, the integration of the organization as, as it gets uh, built out. Uh, and certainly the costs associated with that um, integration uh, can often, you know, be, be shared between uh, the target and, and the acquirer um, and, and agreed up front. Um, you know, to help ensure that in the long term, the acquirer um, does uh, get the benefit of the synergy of that acquisition, um, but, but doesn't uh, bring on any additional risk uh, to the organization. Thank you, Ran. You will have been involved in many transaction processes. Um, in the course of that, I'm sure you you will have seen some transactions where 
uh, it was possible to approach um, the cyber risk um, uh, very effectively um, and other processes where it wasn't for for whatever reason. Could we ask you for some uh, top tips from your perspective, particularly perhaps for the benefit of an organisation that has not had to address this kind of risk in an acquisition before, about uh, how best to approach um, a transaction? Thank you very much, Jason. Um, so I think uh, the, the important thing up front is recognising that cyber risk um, is, is a material part of the organisation that, that you're acquiring um, and thinking through what, what type of kind of disaster scenarios m might be possible, you know, if you buy, if you're going to buy this company, you know, so if we're buying this company because actually they've got some great intellectual property that nobody else has that's going to add lots of value to us. Um, well, if that's the case, you know, you'd want to get some assurance that that intellectual property is being protected in, in the right way. Um, you know, if we think about the value of the organization, perhaps it's not intellectual property, perhaps it's um, the, the extensive customer network that, that that particular organization has to offer. And, and by buying the company, you're effectively buying this massive, um, you know, database of, of, um, of, of individuals um, uh, or, or potentially it's a capability that, that, that this business has. Um, but once again, you know, what could a cyber um, event um, have an impact on the value of that business um, should you acquire it? Uh, and then all of a sudden find that there has been a data breach, um, there has been a, a loss of information. So um, kind of at, at a very high level, just understanding that um, almost like a thesis for the, the deal uh, and thinking through um, how cyber might have an impact on the deal um, is very helpful. Uh, and that, that can, you know, by, by having that context uh, and coming to companies like ourselves, um, you know, we, we can then steer our questions and our analysis um, to, to give you some some comfort in, in, in that uh, particular direction. Um, I mean, in terms of top tips, um, you know, uh, we often talk about, yes, cyber risk. A lot of people think of it as a technology risk. Um, and therefore, you know, you may look at the technology investment that a company has made. Um, but, 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 I, but I tend to, um, you know, prefer thinking about it as more of a business risk. Um, and think, looking at the organization and seeing, you know, how they are responding to that risk. Um, you know, have they allocated somebody who is in charge of security? Um, you know, what, what, what is the maturity of the, the, the people, the processes and the technology um, that they're adopting in order to manage that, that cyber risk? Um, have they had breaches in the past? Um, you know, do they take out? Uh, do they do they currently hold cyber insurance, for example? Um, you know, we, we see the cyber insurance market um, hardening. Um, you know, uh, over the next uh, couple of years, um, and and I think it will be harder for people to just get the insurance if they don't follow good practices. Um, so that again could be a, another quick indicator um, of um, you know of, of of how well or how serious the company is. Um, but looking at all these factors, um, they, they all do play a role. And, um, you know, if, if you are on the flip side um, selling a business, um, I think being in a position uh, to have good documentation that describes what you're doing, um, you know, to show some good due, due diligence on 
um, raising awareness of security in your organization, uh, having good policies and procedures in place. Um, you know, th these are all things that will um, add value to your business um, r rather than detract from it. And so again, I I'd be looking um, at, especially in, in, a, in a digital, in buying a digital company, um, I, I would be looking at, um, at, at, the, at the targets uh, and expecting them to provide me with um, some, some really good uh, detail about how they are responding to cyber risk. Um, and, and, that, and, and, you know, they should uh, generally be quite transparent about that and use it as a, um, as a value add uh, to the business. Um, if, if there's no preparation, um, if there's no documentation, if there's anyone responsible, uh, you know, th th these are all red flags for me that um, perhaps the company hasn't taken cybersecurity seriously. Um, and um, and that's something that can be addressed um, in many organizations, assuming the data, again, hasn't left the door. Um, but um, but it, it's something that will require some investment uh, and um, needs to be factored into the, the, the pricing for the deal. Ryan, thank you. Uh, that's full of practical suggestions um, and uh, much appreciated. Thank you very much to you and to Lawrence for your insights today. This concludes our series on some of the particular challenges which arise in tech M&A, digital M&A. Uh, we hope that you find them interesting and thank you very much for listening. <laughs>